Okay, Hamza. Well, well, well. <laughs> it was very nice there. It was very nice for you to uh, show that video of Hamza Yusuf or Hamza Useless or Himza Useless, as you like to call Himza him. Useless. Himza Useless. Well, I, I, I do want to say good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. And good afternoon, one and all. And uh, also, before we get into anything, I just want to take a second just to thank Sai, our newest £5 patron. So thank you. Uh, it was it, We really do appreciate that. And we appreciate anybody that wants to support us in that way. And you can do so via the links in the chat and links in the description. And we'll talk about it more a bit later. And don't forget, you if you haven't subscribed, you better do because you're going to enjoy this. John. Ben. What are we talking about? Well, we're going to start with um, we're going to start with Mr. Putin. Well, well, Mr. Putin. I hear the dressed nation, John. So, Mr. Putin did uh, an address to the nation, didn't he? Um, the nation being Russia, of course, because he is, yeah. after all, Russian. You know, yeah. <laughs> so not unusual. And um, I read it. I read all fourteen pages of it. Better you than me. I'm going to say that. Well, you know what? See if, see if it had been written by a Conservative MP. Mm. Like in the ilk of maybe Margaret Thatcher or someone like that. I could have believed right. it. You know? Okay, so, so take us through some of the key takeaways then. Come well, on. some of the key takeaways are, are actually quite quite intriguing because I mean he's um he's promoting small to medium business in Russia. He's um he's putting He's putting uh, financial measures in place to support them. He's cutting taxes for them. He's cutting taxes for normal people. He's cutting taxes for people that have more than two kids or two or more kids. Um, so he's encouraging growth you know, from both a, an economic and an actual population uh, perspective. So he appears to be putting in a lot of um, things that, that would benefit an economy. Um, he's talked about how that, when they came out of Soviet Russia, um, everyone rushed to spend money in the West, and mm -hmm. and ultimately all they did was buy goods, and this really didn't help Russia, and they went through a a, a difficult time, and now they've come back to it, and their their productions are up, their their um, agricultural productions up, their industrial production is up, and and that he does touch on that in a wee bit more depth. Um, their banking sector say. seems to be doing well. You know, it just it seems to be um everything seems to be on the up and up. I was going to say it, it. That seems very odd and very interesting to me. And the reason I say that is because uh, these sanctions are meant to have made sure that these things were down. Yeah, well, wrong? they were, but um, he he's saying he's got four to five percent inflation or something like that. You know, which. When you compare it with most of Europe, is that's either on par or slightly below. Um, yeah. So I don't think he's got any problems there. The interesting thing when he did touch on the industrialization was though that he and I think Russia are actually looking as if they're already at war with the West. Well, he's definitely alluding to the fact that he no, believes he's no. at war. No, he, he, he's not alluding to it anymore because he's saying everything's on full bore. Um, industrial, yeah, he, out, industrial output's up. 
Um, they're doing double shifts in arms production plants. They're giving bonuses to people that are working in the defence industry. They're giving yep. bonuses to businesses and, and tax breaks to businesses that use Russian IT instead of bringing in Western IT. Mm -hmm. um, so really, I think um, Russia has already increased its um, defence production facilities. And, and I, think it, I think it probably did that before it started in Ukraine. Um, which leaves us really on the back foot because if you remember, what is it the modern Britain said? Five days ammo? Five days? Mm. Germany? Three? Three days? And that was the Germans themselves said that. Not anyone, and you know, not anyone I, I, else. I just want to, I, I hammer this point home pretty much every time we talk about this, but I'm going to hammer the point home again because I don't want to be accused of being this, that, or the other, right? All we are simply talking to you about are the facts of the situation. We are not supporting one side of this either way or the other. In fact, I think all of these leaders are megalomaniacs, personally speaking. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, the fact, the fact of the matter is, the reality of the situation is that Mr. Putin, at least publicly with his public face, does not appear worried at all. No, and I mean, he talks about he, he talks about his new arrangements, and he does talk about the the um, the hold on the the uh, non proliferation treaty, you know, the nuclear arms treaty, and and you can understand that with good reason because what he basically says is, well, the West have openly said that they need a strategic result against Russia, they need yeah. to harm Russia, right? He says, so no, I'm not going to let them tour our defense facilities. They won't let us tour their defence facilities, so they're not going to tour our defence facilities. Fair enough. He says, and he says, with the UK and France in particular involved in the mix, who were never part of it in the first place, they've yeah. now got to be taken into account because they have yeah. nuclear strike capabilities. They they do, and and you know it's it's a bit concerning when you see him withdrawing from final nuclear treaties. That is a bit. Well, he's not he's not withdrawn from the treaty. He made it quite clear. He has not withdrawn from the treaty. He's not dissolved the treaty. What he's saying, he's putting a halt on any further uh, investigations or 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 what would you say? Okay. Um, you know, he, he's put a halt on any further um, what do you call it, inspections at the moment. Mm -hmm. But that's only because the the West has already said that you know they need that they need the result against them and he's not going to give them any military secrets away and i can understand that i mean you've got people on you you've got people on twitter going there's all these people on being a russian simp and all that well yeah it's you're not being a russian simp what you're doing is you're pointing out that sanctions aren't or they don't appear to be to be hurting russia russia's um reporting massive Massive grain yield this year. They want to export 60 million tons. In 2019, they only produced 60 million tons. So, mm. I mean, the, the, they just seem to be on the up and up. Um, the sanctions appear, if anything, to be hurting the, the European countries and, and even America and the UK more than any other country. Well, yeah, and, and, and also, let's also face it, their biggest ally appears at the moment to be China. No, right. of course. Well, the biggest ally is China. China has its own issues. Um, yeah. China. China's a different topic altogether. But um, as far as... But the two of them together is a formidable and terrifying force, I will well, say this. Yeah, because, because China has been building up its uh, armed forces quite dramatically over the last yeah. few years. And the thing is, 
you know, the Americans can bang on about how great they are technologically, but you know what? I, I think they would be struggling because I think I think the Americans don't have enough ammunition to wage a protracted war with any super or former superpower at this moment in time. Well, I, you know, I, I worry and I, I think you could well be right. And I think really I support none of them. As I always say, fuck Russia, fuck Ukraine, fuck the West. You know, by by that, I mean their leaders, mm-hmm. right? All of these, these, these are wars. These are arguments. These are fights between quote unquote leaders. They're not fights between the populations. They're not fights. I'm not going to go and have a fight with a Russian in the street just because they're Russian. Put it that way. Right? Neither are you, hopefully. I no, mean, I know there are, some, there are some people that definitely but There would, are some people who that. would, though. There are people who would. But but the point of the matter is that these conflicts are... It always boils down to the privileged, the elite, the wealthy, the people in charge fighting one another over their ideas. And, and all it does detrimentally... Uh, well, I say detrimentally. All it does is cause detriment to you. To me, to everybody else, we're the people that, and and then if it comes to boots on the ground, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's going to be you, it's going to be your kids, it's going to be your brothers, your sisters, your mums, your dads, that are sent to fight for these rich, privileged, wealthy people's ideals. They're not going to go and fight themselves. They're not going to, they're not going to put themselves up front. They're not going to be the ones to take a bullet. It's going to be you. So at some point, people need to realise the power that they actually do have. Because there are far more of you, me, us, than there are of them. And and at, at any given minute, we could turn around and say, no, we're not going to fight for your ideals. We're not going to fight your wars. We're not going to fight your privileged, I yeah, don't know. Pe- people won't do that, though. You know, that, I mean, if, if the last three years has taught you anything, it's people will do exactly what they're told, right? A very well, small, unfortunately, a, no, yes. A very small proportion will protest that, and it will make no freaking difference whatsoever to what the government does. None whatsoever. Uh, do, do you know what? I, I also say that to Russian citizens. I also say that to yeah. Ukrainian citizens. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these people, and I'm sorry, they don't. They don't have your best interests at heart. Vladimir Putin doesn't have the Russian people's best interests at heart. Zelensky does not yeah. have the Ukrainian people's of best interests at heart. Of course, he doesn't. Right, so they, they, they I can don't. only think I can only think of one protest, only one protest ever that's made a difference. Poll tax. Yeah, and that that was called a riot. And with that, John, introduce the show. I'd like to welcome everyone to this episode two hundred and one of Chasing Descent Live with me, John, from an undisclosed location in the land that may be ruled by a clown. Hamza. <laughs> Hamza useless. Hamza. And, and from Ben on the south coast of this beleaguered island that we call England. And there we go. Are you done? Are you done? This is going to happen every show, John. Yeah, you're. You seem to have zoomed yourself in. I don't know what. Would you like me to see if I can zoom myself out a bit? Yeah, that's better. How's that? Yeah. I've got to rechange my focus. No, well, you didn't give yourself any headroom. That was a problem. How's, how's yeah, that? That's better. That's fine. That's cool. 
Right, right. Um, let's move straight into the slides, shall we? So we're still yeah, on Russia, right? Let's go for it. Let's go for uh, Julia Hartley Useless. Yeah, so we're still on Russia, but what we have here is, so Julia Hartley says, um, a year on from the Russian invasion of Ukraine, what should the West do now? Good question. What should the West do now? Uh, and she's going to debate Peter Hitchens on the talk show yesterday. That was yesterday. Okay. I, and I didn't see it. I don't know what happened. Um, right. But she, she outlines that he wants a negotiated peace deal. She wants to arm the Ukraines to victory. Is he a Putin apologist? Am I a Wonger monger? Tune in. Well, first of all, I would say I don't think I don't think Hitchens is a Putin apologist. I think he's maybe looking for a peaceful solution that would and not involve us all going to World War Three. Yeah, not involve us all going to World War Three yeah. and to stop the you know the deaths of the current Ukrainians and Russians who are unfortunately being killed for the for the for the for the pitiful fucking back and forth of their yeah privileged masters. Now, I don't know how you're going to arm the Ukrainians to victory because it hasn't worked so far. Mm -hmm. right? um, and I don't think it's going to work now because I think they're running out of people. So if you want a, if you want a victory over Russia, I think you're going to have to put boots on the ground. And if you yes. do that, that's World War Three. That's World War Three. Hey, well done. So yes, Julia, you are a warmonger. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Julia, you are a warmonger. And no, I don't think Peter Hitchens is a Putin apologist. So once again, this is just one of those terms, isn't it? That's thrown about these days. It's like racist, sexist, misogynist, Putin apologist, anti-vaxxer, yeah. uh, conspiracy theorist. These words have no meaning. They are simply thrown about when they want to shut down any salient point that you're trying to make. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. Because that's, yeah. the, that's the easy way of doing things. That's how we deal with things. Um, Roger, uh, Roger Waters makes a good point here, though. Doesn't okay. he, Pink, Pink Floyd, co-founder, uh, yep, released a video the day in which he accused the US and its NATO vassals. That's a good. I like that word, vassals, and and that is actually in my script of having provoked Russia into invading Ukraine. And mm -hmm. and I am actually working on a video that, that explains why and how this happened. Yeah. He also says the um, the countries of Central Eastern European Europe shouldn't have been allowed to join NATO, and I think he's got a point. Because, you know, some kind of um, buffer zone, some kind of demilitarized zone would have been quite good. It, it would have worked I, quite I well. I mean, I Austria used to provide this function. I, I, I agree with you because let's face it. Let's, let's face it. The West and Russia are never going to get along. They're never going to get along. Right, they're never going to agree. They're never going to join, form some kind of NATO-type organization between themselves. It's never going to happen. Okay, so the best thing to do is to do nothing, uh, and and that's that's to just leave Russia to its devices and stop encroaching upon them. Now, am I saying am I being a Putin apologist by saying this? No, I'm just saying they made guarantees that they wouldn't expand, and they expanded. So I'm not saying that that's the reason that Russia invaded Ukraine, but what I'm saying is it certainly hasn't helped. Indeed. Indeed. That certainly hasn't helped. It certainly hasn't, hasn't helped. But, but moving on, staying on the, staying on the, uh, stay, Mr. No, no, Sean. This guy, this guy is an apologist. This guy's no, a Ukraine apologist. This is a Zelensky the same guy apologist. 
Right. Yeah, but this is the same guy that very recently has gone on record and said anyone who hasn't had a certain uh, uh-huh. medication should be in prison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy's lost it. Lost so, it. So according to him, though, the US has to accept a level of shame for not arming Ukraine faster. <laughs> right, first of all, it, it, was, it was the US that dragged Ukraine into this effectively. Right, that dragged Russia into this. Um, I mean, the whole thing, this whole thing has been kicking off since since probably before 2010 and certainly before 2014, before the color revolution and all that. I mean, the way the, I mean, ask Biden, ask Biden, mm. he's been involved in it since then. Well, I, I, I would like to, um, I'd like to address the chat here and I'd like to address a question from Natasha and it says, to be honest. Why is anyone taking his view seriously? Well, that's a good question because, you know what? Ultimately, all he does is play pretend for a living. Absolutely. And he doesn't even do that well. I'm just spinning it out there. <laughs> Sean Penn is a shit actor. And he always <laughs> has been. In fact, I think the only the only thing I think of, of when it, when someone says Sean Penn is um, he used to be married to Madonna once, didn't he? <sighs> okay, Okay, now I have a level of sympathy for him. And but I that's about all I know about Sean Penn. I don't think was he ever in anything of any note. Did he do anything um, of any note? Was it now? Correct me if I'm wrong, but was it Sean Penn that portrayed Harvey Milk? I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, there was Who's a, Harvey there was, Milk. Harvey Milk was a gay rights um, advocate, and never don't know anything about it. You've you've, the, you've beat me there, and as they say, every day is a school day. Yeah, well, when the militant mushroom says yes, it was Sean Penn that portrayed Harvey Milk. Um, it was a biopic. It was a biopic about uh, gay rights and I believe the Stonewall movement and things like that. But um, you, you know what? I, I, he got accolades and awards for that, I think. But yeah. other than that, you couldn't really think of anything worthwhile that this man has done. But he does. You're right. He plays pretend for a living. He's... Not at all versed on geopolitics, and I, I would actually go so go further, and I'd say we're we're probably we're probably better placed to know what we're talking about than him, because he's simply looking to play pretend for a living and read scripts, whereas we're actually reading up on the facts of situations. Yeah, yeah, right. But remember, he's he has lent Zelensky's Oscar. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that that was. That was funny in itself because he didn't give him the Oscar. He says, here, you hang on to this until you've won. Then you can give me it back. <laughs> <laughs> then you can give me back my Oscar. Yeah, give me it back. <laughs> anyway, speaking about <laughs> doing things <laughs> again, what's going on here? I mean... <laughs> Someone fell out of Air Force One, didn't they? Someone did fall out of Air Force in One. In Poland. And, and they went down like a sack of tatties, as they say. Well, was it Joe? I don't know. It, it's too far away to make it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guy in what looked like a long coat. And we know Joe does like to wear his uh, winter coat. Yeah. Um, he did look as if he had grey hair. We know Miss- Joe has grey hair. Um, he was falling. We know that Joe falls. <laughs> so, I mean, 
rubbish. On the balance of probabilities, it probably was, Joe. It probably was, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think but, really, I mean, thanks for Coyote's Sanctuary for bringing this one up. But, you know, I mean, the video's just, it's just too far away to actually pick out what one, what, who it is. And that's well, not, that's not the 747. So they've obviously decided to use the one with the less steps, and yet yep. he still managed to fall out. The... <laughs> Do you know what? I think it's time to either start pulling up to terminals so they can use air bridges, or... <laughs> but they, can't, or, they wouldn't do that. They or, wouldn't do that. Let's or, get a hydraulic wheelchair lift in there. Because when I, when I travel on Eurostar, <laughs> right... When I travel on Eurostar, I don't know if people know this, because, oh. uh, but Eurostar is very high off the ground. The trains are very high off the ground. So a regular ramp just doesn't cut it. So what they bring out is this, this lift, and I have to roll up on my chair, and they have to lock the lift up, and then they go, so and rise me up into the air. Basically, it's a fart lift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's great fun, right? So they, 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 I, what, what, what I'm getting at here is it's time. It's time to start yeah. making sure one of those is available that's at the be, airport. This could be an opportunity for Stana, purveyors of the stair lift for Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My stair lift is a Stana. Right. Any, I'm, well, I, I've never heard of any other stair lift brand other than Stana. But anyway, I would, um, say, I would say don't knock them. I, don't I, knock I, them. They're, they're I, a good brand. I want to address this tweet by Anti Whiff here. Okay. Okay. Now, the challenge, right? So the challenge, the challenge that they've put out, their challenge is: Klaus Schwab has seventy thousand followers on Twitter. We have fifty. Mm -hmm. There must be more people who are anti-WEF, right? Let's see if we can beat them. So they're basically they're begging for followers, right? Okay. Now they've they've now got some like the last count they had like sixty four thousand or sixty five thousand followers, right? right? They only follow four thousand people back. Does that mean that there are only 4,000 people who are worthy of being followed by anti-WEF? Well, you know, this is, this is some, I'm, I'm quite guilty of something like this as well, to be honest, right? I, I have 10,500 followers and yeah, I only but you follow don't do less than 1,000. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know what, and I know why you do it because algorithmically it makes you look more important if you have less followers than you have people. Actually, than you have no. Well, whatever, right? But that's what you used to tell me. So you were lying to me. Make your mind up. No, the reason I do it. No, I told you that was a boost and a bonus for the algorithm. But the main reason I do it is because the main use of my Twitter account is to is to collate information, same as yours. And if I'm following thousands of pounds, thousands upon thousands of people, it all just gets lost and muddled, right? So I I, I choose carefully who I want to consume and disseminate information from. Yeah, okay. So that I sort right, of anyway, know what I'm apart, doing. Apart from that, but you're not going out begging for followers, right? No. And then I mean, we're, and then we're, following nobody back. So why would anyone want to follow them? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, we will sit here and beg for subscribers. Yeah. Sub subscribe. Now. Go on then. Or Go on, John. Then. Do it. Get the f well, get the balls get the boys on. Yeah, I'm I'm just phoning the boys right now. You just find them because there's still more viewers than there are likes. So I think it is time. Get them, get them on the phone. Just get them on the phone. <laughs> right. Send them round. Right. Um, moving on. Moving on at the moment. <laughs> I, I, this is not a laughing matter, right? 
I mean, it's it it is and it isn't. So Nicola Bully search diver says he will not be the fall guy following the body find because, and it goes on to say it, he was only tasked with searching the bottom of the river, not the reeds. No, fuck me. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just say, wouldn't wouldn't common sense dictate that if you're in an area of river and you're searching, just go to the edges. Go to the edges. And let's just bear in mind, this is not the Ganges, right? Mm. This is not the Amazon. Oh, this river's not very right at all, is it? Yeah, it's not not even the bloody Clyde, right? It's it's a small river. In Mm. fact, one could almost call it an overgrown stream, right? And this guy, his, his excuses, he was only asked to search the bottom. Wow. I can't say anymore. I'm I'm going to say um like you said this isn't a laughing matter. Uh, but also, you know, we came up with theories and we did speculate and it turns out we were probably quite wrong. Yeah? She clearly was in the river. Now what well, I we were right I'm... and wrong because there was we we did uh, well I I said I thought she was in the river, right? either by hook or by crook at the first. And I stuck with that for quite a while until until we had the, um, what was it, when I found out the dog was at the road, had been discovered yeah. at the road. Having said that, you've no idea, you've no idea whether you got half the information right or wrong there. Mm. I seem to be getting darker. Am I getting darker? Yeah, but you're getting more, it's, it's, it's helping. It's, it's setting a tone. It's setting a mood. Right. So, I, so still on this, still on this Nicola Bully thing. Well, and now we're getting other people jumping on the bandwagon to a degree, mm. right? So, someone in the same police force has been accused of gross misconduct after letting down a mother who then went on to take their own life, right? So, it's like. The, you see these things happening all the time. What happens is, you know, something happens and the police are, and, and it's this isn't just the police, this happens, it happens across the world and all sorts of different things. For instance, like train derailments, right? Mm. You get a big train derailment and suddenly mm. there appears to be train derailments everywhere. But that's only because people are now focusing on train derailments or a, you get a big fire in a warehouse and the, we run out of eggs or chickens and suddenly we're looking at eggs and chicken files everywhere, right? You can't move for the smell of roast chicken. So, because everybody's now focusing on it, right? And and it becomes a big conspiracy. And this is the same kind of thing because people are focusing on the, the kind of incompetence of the police and the way they've dealt with this. They're now bringing up other things that have happened in the past. Mm. And a lot of it, a lot of it is either coincidence or one-off or, you know, these things do happen. And unfortunately, that's what happens in life. Do you know what? I'm Speaking of shortages of food, right? I was in Asda, I went to Asda last night. I went, I went in Asda last night. You know, I spoke, spoke on the other day's show about seeing some empty shelves in Asda. Yeah. Yeah, and no eggs and stuff. So I'm going down the freezer aisle and it's completely empty. Right. And I'm, I'm going, right, here we go. Here we go. This is proof, guy. Big signs. Sorry, the freezers are broken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they had all the freezer food. It was just sitting out back. But 
Right. See, see if someone empties Asda now, right? Yeah. Is it because we're short of food, or is it because everybody's bought loads of extra food because well, they like think the, because they think we're going to be short of food? Well, it's like the alleged fuel shortage we had a couple of years back, right? There, there yeah. was no fuel shortage. There was, but there was at the pump because everybody bought up all the fuel. Well, yeah, and that's why there was a so-called fuel shortage because. Mm. There was no fuel shortage in delivery. There was Just no fuel much... shortage. It was um, no. it was engineered by the public Engi- on yeah. the basis of what they were being told by the mainstream media. Yeah, and you wonder, you have to wonder if if when they start showing these images of empty produce sections in Tesco's and stuff like that, is this going to cause the same? I mean, I've I've now seen actually. I don't know if this is on the list, but Morrison's among other supermarkets have started rationing. They started Look, rationing. But the, yeah, and the, the whole thing's ridiculous because what, what are they doing? Rationing it per day? Per, I, week? per transaction, per trans- yes. Right, so what's to stop you turning around, going back in and buying more? Nothing. Well, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. So, but, right, but, I mean, it's just, this is just them paying lip service to mainstream media who are generating a crisis out of nothing. Yes. I was in Costco today, right? There's no shortage card. of anything. You got a Costco card? Yeah. I would like a Costco card. Well, my wife card. has. But Costco's, you've got to be careful in Costco because it, 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 it's not necessarily cheaper than anywhere else. No, I know. There are just certain things they sell that I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. but And I tell you what, it's not like American Costco. No, it's definitely Because not. their food is crap. It's oh, full of shit. Would not buy food in Costco. Their food is shit. Anyway, let's move on, shall we, to Suzanne Seddon, who says we are living mm. in a very sick world with some very sick, disturbing people. Absolutely evil. And this is another, this is another case of misinformation, isn't it, John? Uh, isn't it? Isn't right? And Suzanne's right. We are living in a sick world. There's no argument there. Okay. Yeah. But the the. The headline has been presented, and of course, everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Spain is decriminalizing sex with animals. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. Because they never criminalized it in the first place. It was already decriminalized, wasn't it? They never criminalized it. It's never, you don't need to decriminalize something when there isn't actually a statute that says you can't have sex with an animal, right? And let's, let's, let's not, before we go into this, let's not. Make the assumption that we support people copulating with animals. We're not saying that because we don't. <laughs> no, but... no, right. So Spain brought a law in, in 2015 right, to say that you could not have sexual relations <laughs> with an animal if you were exploiting the animal, right? Yeah. You could not have, you could not, you could not have relations with an animal for sexual exploitation or basically, whatever. Basically, have it with Skippy if, if you like, but just don't 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 put it to film and start selling it. Yeah, basically, you can't fucking you can't profit from it. Yeah. Now, now the amendment to this law is that you can't have sexual relations with an animal if the animal's going to be injured, which is actually more protection for the animal. Than what currently was on the on the books. Now, are we saying it goes far enough? Probably not. <laughs> oh God! Right? No. <laughs> Probably not. It's like <laughs> I just can't get fucking. I can't get my head around this because apparently, apparently, this is a big problem in Spain with dogs. What, what people like banging their dogs? Yeah. 
I mean, did you see that sort of? <laughs> that's as ma- that's maybe a Friday night conversation. I was going to say because because uh, there's, there's there's actually an OnlyFans girl that was on Twitter a few weeks ago that came out. She's American. Came out as oh, uh, liking to have relations with her dog. Oh no 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 no! People don't 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 go down that route, please. So is it is this is this a thing? Like I I don't know. I bat it over to you. Is this a, is this a thing that Why we? Would I know if it's not you, the audience. <laughs> is this? A, I don't know. Are people really just really attracted to animals? Should we be worried about furries? Oh God! <laughs> you've gone Trudy too. Says, you've gone too far now. You've just Trudy taken says, that too far. Well, I don't know. You you look at the furries and you think, <laughs> Why are you doing this? Right, moving on. Um, Rachel Reeves here, uh, MP, says a quarter Mm -hmm. of households running out of money for essentials is the reality of Tory economic mismanagement. (laughs) First of all, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters who's mismanaging what. Okay? Secondly, we need a proper windfall tax on oil and gas. No, we don't! How's that going to help people? What we need, we need is a, a proper ceiling on prices, a proper cap, not a you, windfall you know, tax. You know that thing with that the I have been calling for on this show for eighteen months now. Yeah, eighteen yeah. months. The, the thing right? that Macron actually did, right? <sighs> you know, broken clocks right twice a day and all that. Unless it's got no hands. The thing is. <laughs> The way we get our the way we uh, get our economy growing and raising living standards is 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 multifaceted, right? And I'll give you the framework right here. Uh, first of all, we need to lower taxes. We need to lower taxes. We need to lower VAT, especially mm-hmm. because that opens up the consumer to better spending power immediately. Better spending power means that ultimately, whilst you'll get lower VAT, you'll get more of it. So it'll even itself out, right? Secondly, we need. As John said, and as we've been calling for on this show, when it comes to things like energy companies, we need a ceiling of maximum 3%, I would say, uh, with the ability to, for, for the energy companies to raise prices every year. Could legislate against that today if they could be bothered. Wait till you hear this. I'm not finished. Yeah, I know. But wait till you hear this right. about energy prices. And, and furthermore, we need mass deregulation. And people will go, Ooh! No, regulation, uh, it it increases every year and every year and every year and just puts more barriers in the way to people being able to uh, start businesses or grow within their markets. And what happens is you want a better living standard. You want people to be able to get higher quality food, higher quality products and things like that. Deregulate so that more people can enter the space, more people can enter the market because then you breed competition. When you breed competition, people want to make the better thing and also they bring their prices down because if there's more competition within the market, you're fighting for that market share. And what you get is higher quality, lower prices. Yeah. So, um, do you remember when the electricity prices went up for the gym? And it went yeah. from like, I think it went from 17 pence or something or kilowatt to yeah. 117 pence a kilowatt mm-hmm. right so the bill went from like you know 250 quid a month to over over 1500 yeah right 
Well, they've, they've, they wrote to us the other day saying that they were dropping their price to 47 pence a kilowatt. Wow. I know. Still far too high. Because, wow. because the cost of wholesale electricity has come down. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Does that mean we can get it backdated to when the cost of wholesale electricity actually came down? Oh, don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. be stupid. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and that's exactly what, you know, my energy company are doing to me, as you know. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I've 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 put a I've put a I've I've given them a, a an ultimatum. You you take fifty pounds a week of us, which is more than what we should be paying, by the mm-hmm. way. But you take that off us, or you get nothing. You can take us to court. We'll show the the, the court our finances, and then we'll offer you twenty pound a week, and the court will force you to take that. So it's entirely up to you. Yeah, it really is because we can't afford to pay the fifty pound a week. No, I know, I know. Um, right. So I, I'm going to touch on Sky News here in Key, and and oh, she while, is so bad. While this is part of the Nicola Bully thing, right? Hmm. Sky News appears to have taken it to a new level as Trailer Swift here um, lets us know this was Kay broadcasting from outside the cemetery yeah <laughs> after the body had been found this was yeah what were they thinking right listen Kay, Kay Burley's nuts <laughs> but they've been harassing the family Sky they have and um, was it Sky, who else was it there was an ITV I believe yeah, have been harassing the family. And so much so that the police actually read out and the statement from the family to stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? There's a time and a place. Yeah, um, what people have to understand here is Kay Burley has no humanity. No. She I has know, no morals. Why? Well, it's re- not just her. Sky has no humanity. But you've got to remember this is the woman. This is the woman that held a fucking birthday party in a restaurant during a lockdown. And what did Sky do to her? They gave her like a three to six month suspension. Yeah, so a holiday, basically. And and, and, and then what did she do during that suspension? She got on a plane through to Africa and went on safari. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. She she thinks she is better than you. She she is. She's Kibali. Do, do, these people, cave, the Kaybellies. Right. Speaking of people that may or may not be better than you, what about this guy, Andrew? Well, Andrew Bridget. What? What about him? Is he genuine? Is he not? I don't trust him. Is he a Farage? Is he just doing it for clicks and votes? He's doing it for clout, mate. Right. Yeah. I, you've got to remember, there was there was just did you did you know last week there was a private gala held in London. Right, this is real. This is true. Cool. There was a private gala held in London uh, by, I think it was hosted by a guy called John Mappin, who owns like a some castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they held this private gala, and Andrew Bridgen was there, and Robert Malone and his wife were flown in, and a bunch of other people were all invited. You know, like all of these uh, freedom fighting scientists whatever they had this private dinner and speaking event and congratulated one another from being the the voices of dissent and i'm like what what yeah yeah it's a club mate it's a club what happened to your invite apparently uh, freds were denied entry (laughs) yeah but 
it, it is. It, it, he wants to be famous, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think he does. I think that's basically all it is. It's the same with the GB News lot. And I know oh. I'm calling them out by name here, but let's face it. The GB News slash talk, talk TV circuit, is a, they're, they've all got a WhatsApp group. They're, they're a big club. And all they do is they want to go to champagne dinner parties and be seen as, you know, the faces of freedom, the freedom fighters. None of these people, and, and you know what? I don't care if they see this. None of these people did anything. No, they didn't. Nothing. They just had blue ticks and lots of followers, so put out the occasional tweet. They weren't on the ground. They didn't do the investigations that I did, right? They didn't do any of this stuff. They didn't, they didn't show people what was really going on. And then expected people like me and John to come to their defense when they started getting punished on social media and threw us to the fucking side when it happened to us. These people are a club. They want to, they want to live in, in their little world. And that's all. And I know like we've invited some of these people like Neil Oliver to come on the show, but did he ever turn up? Did he ever respond? They follow us. They don't even follow us. Yeah. They don't even respond to you. They don't even say thanks for the invite. And it's, but, yeah. but, but if but you're out can't. on the street, if I'm out on the street, yeah. a whole bunch of them will come up to me and say, you're right, Ben. Well, you know you what? Doing? See when, see the next time that happens, just tell them, fuck off. Yeah, I think, I think that might be the case. I, th- I think that might be the case. Why, why would you give them any time? Why would you give them any time whatsoever? Because they're only out for what they get for themselves. Yeah, and, and I think I think Andrew Bridgen has seen the life that the club are living. You know, they have all their events and their exclusive events and their dinners and their their champagne teas or whatever. And he's like, I want me some of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all that's going on here. And and mm-hmm. you know, excuse me for being cynical, but I've even Abby Roberts, who unfortunately is a member of that fraud organisation, the UFP. Um, even she was in their WhatsApp groups and she went off on them, called them all cunts because of what they do, said to them, all you lot want to do is have your champagne teas and your lifestyles. And she walked away and good on her. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, right. Um, our friend Latimer. Lat- good old Latimer. I hope you are watching. I think Ed the Techie might be watching today. Oh, my not- God. I'm not sure he is, but he he's 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 promised to actually start doing the research on the Jack the Ripper episode. Oh, I might have. oh well, there we go. Right, so um, uh, our friend Latimer has concluded. Well, uh, Amazon he's, he's reporting here that Amazon have concluded that face to face and not remote is the best way to work together and bringing people back into the office. Who would have thought? It? Who would have thought that people work better in a social setting? I mean, mind-blowing, isn't it? That it took Amazon to come up with that idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's just ridiculous. Right. Now, here's another question for you. And I, I, I put I, I put Latimer in the way there deliberately just to get away from MPs for a minute. What about this guy? What do you think of this guy? I think he's right. What's right? I think the statement he's making here. I don't is think right. he's right. I don't think the Tories have got any chance of winning the next election. Well, I think no chance should... whatsoever. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase that. I think it would help. <laughs> help what? Well, they, I, look, I mean, Everton... well, help what? It's Everton's too late. Going... It's too late. Listen, 
ever since David Cameron took office, and I think it was what, 2005? Was it 2005? Yeah. Um, he has promised, and the Tories have promised to get these crossings and the numbers of quote unquote illegal migration down, down, yeah. down, down. And they've only gone up year on year. Yeah. They've only gone up. Uh huh. That's what right. I'm saying. It's too late. Um, I mean, what, what's he going to do now? I mean, even if he stops it, how's he going to stop what's already here? How can he, how's he going to stop what's carrying on in our streets just now? How's he going to stop naked black men wandering down the street? I mean, what is all that about? How's he going to stop them masturbating in front of people in car parks? What How's is he going to stop about? them doing things like that? I mean, that, I mean, to me, it appeals that our society has been has been taken over by a, a, a minority I'm, that I'm are not doing nothing but causing issues. I'm not as cynical because I don't, I don't think our society and our culture is totally lost yet. Right? I think so it not, is. I think it's I, too late. I think it's close. I think right. you've I think in England you've stepped over the line. I think it's too late. I think it's bye bye. But I, I do agree with you that you know I saw that video that you're talking about. The guy just standing there against the car with a woman and a child in mm -hmm. it, just just doing his business, yeah. right up against the car window. And do you know what my first thought was? That woman filming it, going, "Oh my god, <laughs> why isn't she going over there and clocking him?" Because people have lost it. She's standing there filming yeah, him. Yeah, I know, but doing this to a woman and a child. Well, the thing is, she's not going to go over there and clock him because well, I mean, look at the size of him, right? Yeah. He's going to turn around. And he's going to punch her right in the face. Mm. You know, you because know there's no the there's no barriers here. You see but it I've all the time. There's I've no a, the cultural norm is completely different. I've seen a statement from the police regarding that incident. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the statement. The man done the mental a, health department. Yeah, yeah. Well, whoopee do. You know what? But you know he's under the mental health department because he's an illegal migrant. Yeah, yeah. Because like if, he, if, if, if it had been you, if it had been you, you'd be in the jail. I'd be in the jail. Mm. I'd be, I, I mean, to be honest, you know, people, people definitely wouldn't want to see that. Put it that way. <laughs> no, I, I, I must admit, I think I think there's no chance the Tories are going to win the next election. There's nothing they can do now. They can't pull this back. There's no way. I I, no. Said, I, I stand by what I said. I said if, if Sunak's in charge, he will not only make it completely unelectable for the Tory government, he will sink this country. And he is going at it great guns. Yeah, but I'm also gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna also push back a little bit because what what is the alternative? The the alternative is worse. Labour is worse. They're going That's to be worse. That's not the only alternative. But the other and alternative, the... the other alternative requires extraordinary measures by extraordinary people. And that's and, never going to happen. a bunch of them. Yeah, it's never going to happen. No. So your country is finished. And, and right, let's... I, you know, I hate, I hate to say it, but I can't see a way out. And I'm, I, I really can't. So I'm just looking let's, for an escape route now. Let's move on to uh, Trudy. Yeah, we, we have a we have a tweet here from Trudy, um, and so the fear porn continues. You're absolutely right, Trudes. It is fear porn. We were talking about this a bit earlier. Supermarkets have begun rationing items of fruit and vegetables after a poor harvest in Spain and North Africa left gaps on supermarket shelves. Asda is limiting customers to a maximum of three items each across tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, lettuce, salad bags, broccoli, cauliflower, and 
raspberries. Well, unless you've got a massive family, would you need more than three of each per oh. shopping trip anyway? Well, it's not even per shopping trip, it's per person. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Right, so so if there's three of you there shopping, you can buy nine tomatoes. Apparently from tomorrow, Morrison's will only allow customers to buy a maximum of two of each of many of these things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, the whole thing's a nonsense. As we spoke about earlier, it is, it's a nonsense. It is It is a nonsense. And at the end of the day, like I said, for the vast majority porn. of people, you're not going to want to buy more than this anyway. Judy's right. It's just fear porn. That's all it is. Yeah, but hasn't, like, once again, we can go back to the to the fuel shortage. There was fear porn. We can go back to the toilet roll shortage. There was no toilet roll shortage. It was fear porn, mm-hmm. right? We can go back to the entire narrative relating to the lockdowns. That was fear porn. You know what? Nobody's going to starve if you can't get a tomato for a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, because and I can attest to that because I don't eat fruit and veg. <laughs> oh, that Norfolk bronze turkey, mate! Oh, got it. Got a whole frozen Norfolk bronze turkey in Iceland for a fiver. Yeah, okay. Bernard Matthews. I thought you said it was seven quid. Wait, mate, it was fiver. It was fiver. All right, okay. And it was absolutely right. gorgeous. Uh, uh, next time, wait for the sponsorship before you start buying it up. Something right now. Um, here we have Julia again in our non-warmonger role. Okay. So Julia says, Julia classes with Feedback's food justice campaigner Lucy Anto over whether the... I I, I clash with Lucy. Yeah, over whether the public should accept shortages in food based on season. And Julia says, do you think anyone like me is saying I want to buy tomatoes any day is selfish? And Lucy says, yes, she does. And Lucy goes on to say that you've got to think of the consequences and climate change. Oh, go away, Lucy. <laughs> and Julia just keeps saying to her, you mean the weather? <laughs> and I've got to give it to, I've got to give it to Blur on this one, right? I, I mean... Basically, it's a weather because what um, what Lucy's banging on about is they had snow in Northcote or something, which is terribly unusual, but has not been known not to happen. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, it's still February. It's still the winter. <laughs> I'm, I'm very quickly losing faith in humanity. I really am. <laughs> Just faith, faith is gone. There's, there's, that's what, there's nothing left. Hey, look, it's Richard from Right Said Fred. He says, people like this will render Scotland a laughing stock. Behind this rhetoric is racism, pure and simple. Uh, Scott Natwatch said, amidst the car crash of his answer, the con- condescending finger pointing at a woman for challenging him is particularly Hamza. It's also misogynist. He, I mean, he is a misogynist. So what's the context here? It's just it's just Hamza being Hamza because nothing he's ever done is his fault. It's always somebody else's fault. It, and mm-hmm. when you ask him the wrong question, it's your fault for asking him the wrong question. <laughs> and it also seems to be, according to Hamza, a lot of people's fault for being white. Well, yeah, because um, you know there's only four percent of people in Scotland who are not white. <laughs> I mean, Hamza, in my personal opinion, I said it on yesterday's show, I'll say it again, in, in the real definition of the word, Hamza Yusuf is a racist. He is. In, Hamza, in Hamza, useless as a, Hamza useless as a complete and utter racist. There is no way what, around it. you know it. what? I got into it with someone on Twitter about this yesterday, mm-hmm. right? And they told me it was my white fragility showing through saying that. And I, 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 said, I said to the woman, well, you're a fucking racist then, aren't you? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? This whole thing is just shit. It's just shit. It's just people using words to try and shut people's comments down, to shut down then, their opinions. And do you know what? When she couldn't argue the points I was making when I was explaining oh. to her what racism was, she said, you don't understand institutional racism. Then hit the block button. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that it's something made up, that's something that really doesn't exist in, in Western nations anymore. And at the end of the day, does exist in many non-Western nations. Or in many non-Indigenous cultures in Western nations. Yeah, well, uh, you know, someone like... I, I'm, not, I'm never going to be able to come Prime Minister of Japan. Never. Look at me. They wouldn't have it. They go... You 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 white, you you not Japanese. You white, you 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 not you not become prime minister. That simple. You're never going to become prime minister of Japan because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Speaking of idiots, right? Every dean's here says. She'd like to see reconciliation and compromise so both sides got some, but not all of what they want. It's the only solution. Now, that, that is the definition of compromise, is it not? Mm-hmm. The best chance of this must be Kate Forbes. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the, the SNP leadership election here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kate's like... She's like that kind of, you know, that kind of nice girl, but isn't quite the brightest. Yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be in charge of the economics. Right. And, and, and can you tell me where all the money is, Kate? Because <laughs> nobody else can. So, yeah, um... But Effie also goes on to say, if she was gay or trans or anyone else I know whose door I would get help from, it's not Owen Jones, nor is it Nicola Sturgeon or Humza Yusa. It's good old-fashioned wee free Kate Forbes who takes loving her neighbour seriously, right? So Kate, mm-hmm. Kate has, Kate has a wee, f- well, I think she's a wee free, which means she's quite staunchly Christian religious. Oh yeah, and she's very anti-gay marriage and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, and fair play to her because she actually comes out and says this, and this is quite unusual in the SNP that people will disagree with, you know, the deal leader and all that, um, Nicola Kim Young, uh, but it's it's uh, it's just quite interesting. And then, of course, you get you get. Mm-hmm. SNP leadership contender Kate Forbes has said, according to our faith, sex is for marriage only. Okay. I'm, Which I'm, is fine. Yeah, because, say, you know what? Would this be controversial? Hold on, hold on a minute. Which is fine because it's her opinion. And, and also, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, aren't they? Who cares? Yeah, but the thing is, this is framed, right? So so this is framed in such a way that we're supposed to bash Kate Forbes for this. Yeah, right? as, and I'm not. I'm not bashing but, her. Well, no, I'm not bashing her either. Because do you know what? First of all, I'm not a Christian and I don't believe this at all, right? I believe people should be able to do what they want, obviously. But you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody no, cares whether you're a Christian or not. 
Yeah, yeah you have your opinion. Is... You can state your opinion, right? It doesn't matter but... whether you're catching or you don't need to bring religion into it at this point. Right? Is Hamza Yusuf religious? I don't know. I don't know what his religion is. No, okay, that might be a bad example. But the, the point is, the point I'm making here is this is an attempt to bash the Christian faith, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Yeah. But then if you look at the, the, the next biggest or even the biggest, I don't know, but let's look at the Islamic faith for a minute. Don't they believe exactly the same? Technically speaking. Oh, the story is the same. Yeah. But don't they believe that, that sex between two people is for marriage? A man and a woman, anyway. It's complicated. No, no, yeah, but I fundamentally, when we come down to the basis of it, right? Well, these, these it de- well, things- see, it depends, right? It depends, doesn't it? Because sex between men and women, when it comes to Islam, is a bit more complicated than it is for your straightforward Christian. Okay, but let. But, okay, my point is, all of the Abrahamic religions have some form of sexes for marriage belief. Mm-hmm. Okay? So why are we singling out this statement? Why are we singling out this one religion? Why are we singling... Yeah, and this is all it could be, right? This is all it could be. Because let's face it, like I said, when you when you, when it boils down to it, when you look into the Abrahamic religions... Some form of sex is for marriage only doctrine is there. Mm-hmm. So, and and also some form of anti-LGBT rhetoric or doctrine is there when it comes to all of the Abrahamic religions. Very and you much boil so. down when it, when it, when it, when it, so he's not the she's not the only one as a Christian that would believe. That like gay marriage is wrong. The Islamic faith believes that gay marriage is wrong. Yeah, okay. But we will single her out for being Christian. Yeah, of course we will. Because your country is finished, right? And everything you can do to denigrate the existing culture of your country is what it's put forward in the in the in public view. Because your country is finished, it's not for you anymore. It's for others to take over and to move forward. I mean, that, okay. as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing is done. It's done. We're wasting our time, people. Well, actually, let me let me stop you here because this next slide might be a little ray of hope. Yeah. Well, there's always that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this was a video. So apparently, they found a guy stowing away on a lorry that was going back now. Did they actually find them on a lorry that was going back, or did they just not realise he'd actually got here? That's the question. That is the question. Uh, I remember once I was on the Eurostar, not the Eurotunnel, the Eurostar. Yeah. Right? And we got stopped. And we were like, then a bunch of migrants had strapped themselves to the bottom of the train. <laughs> I mean, first of all, anybody know how fast the Eurostar goes? Very, very fast. Very fast right? That is so dangerous. That is so damn dangerous. But second of all, yeah, I've seen them, I've seen them getting off boats in the harbour here. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen this over and over and over again. And at some point, we have to turn around. These aren't all asylum seekers. They're not. 
They're not all not asylum them, seekers. None of them are asylum seekers. They're economic migrants. Mm. There's no war in most of the countries these people are coming from, so they're not uh, asylum seekers. Well, there's certainly no war in France. No, there isn't. Yet. There's no war in Syria. Sa- well, is there a war in Syria or is it still ongoing? I'm not sure. Right. There's, there's certainly no war in, well, I mean, there's no war in Albania. <laughs> There's no war in Germany. There's no war in mainland Europe, which a lot of which these people have to cross through in order to get to where we are. But like Natasha says, there's no benefits in France for that. Well, you've got to be there for two years before you're entitled to benefits. I mean, the, the complaining from these economic migrants, which is what we would call them, has got so much, they're putting them in holiday camps and four-star hotels. And all of their gas and electricity, all these people's gas and electricity is free. Right, for them anyway. So here's what I propose. Here's what I, I I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this good and proper. I propose we say to the government, it's good enough for those people to be paid for. I want the same deal. I want I want the same deal because why are we paying? You know, five hundred thousand pound, whatever a month. Sorry, you don't le- qualify. You don't <sighs> qualify because you're white. I don't know. Let's move on anyway. Captain America says, what could possibly go wrong? And this tweet here is from Disclosed.tv. It says, Justin, unsecured Department of Defense server was spilling terabytes of internal U.S. military emails to the open Internet for the last two weeks. (laughs) And And yet, Julian Assange is still being considered for extradition to America. But, Julian Assange needs to be freed. Yeah, Julian Assange should be free. But these guys should, should I these guys just do it themselves and should, nobody's should gonna I get suffer a free Assange. Us. Should I get a free Assange poster for the if world? If you want, it's up to you. I mean, we are we are very big purveyors of the free in well, the free journalism. We are we are hopefully a small cog in the machine that will start to bring some kind of integrity back to journalism. That's how, that's what that's what I want to be. Uh, and yes, free Julian Assange. He's done nothing wrong. Right. I want to talk about a couple of things here. Um, okay. The ONS has released their deaths from the uh, status data for 2022 in England, right? Oh, death by treatment status. Yeah, okay. Okay. And, right, so the raw data, the raw data is quite evident from what you look at there, mm-hmm. right? Now, what you have to do is balance that with the amount of people that have been treated and haven't and then work out where you would be in the you know yeah I get what you're saying you know what I mean as a percentage now they have this thing called ASMR data right which I I can't freaking find out what ASMR stands for because the only thing I can find for ASMR is is um is licking eels ear shaped microphones yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know it seems to be some kind of method of manipulating data right so you can basically show people what you want because the ASMR data it appears to be that there doesn't appear to be any net benefit or detriment regardless of which side you chose yeah so uh, basically so, so and, that and this... would say that would then say that all the excess death has to be attributed there's nothing to but lockdown. 
Yeah, and and also this sort of concurs, doesn't it? It correlates with the with the articles that were released in the U.S. mainstream media last week, saying that natural uh, natural immunity, shall we say, is just as good as. Mm-hmm. It, it it makes a, it make it, it makes the case. And remember, anyone who made that case, you know, an actual science based, reality based case based upon information that we've known for decades. Um, was called a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist just because they understood basic yep. basic reality and speaking of being tinfoil hat wearing what, what causes that huge spike uh you uh, massive spike in excess mortality in germany i'm just you know what i'm not going to comment i don't know what causes it i mean because well, you decide yes yeah you decide you decide people and I'm if you baffled. think at this, if you think at this point in the show that we have earned your subscription, if you're not subscribed, then please consider, you know, hitting that subscribe button and maybe giving it a like and giving it a share. We would really appreciate all three of those. We'll talk about how you can support us further nearer to the end of the show. Uh, right, said Fred. Says fifteen minutes said he's working a treat in Oxford. Bus is backed up because of the restrictions. So that was Oxford. a video, right? Now I, I don't know how accurate or not it is. Okay, but. Mm-hmm. There's a bus trying to turn left. You can see that the road's been narrowed by these boxes on it anyway. It's reversed into another bus that's down there. If you look to the right, there's another queue of buses on the left-hand side and on the right-hand side, and everything right. seems to have ground to complete and utter halt. Look, okay. I don't care what people say about these 15-minute cities. They're a fucking terrible idea. I can't... And, and, right, and, and, and today, I'm going down the motorway to Glasgow, and there's a big sign-up saying... Uh, you went to Glasgow. No, went past Glasgow, right? <sighs> and anyway, um, <laughs> there's a big sign up saying, um, "From June 2023, there'll be restrictions on entering Glasgow because it'll be a low emission zone." <laughs> right. <laughs> Hold on a minute. One, this is Scotland, okay? <laughs> it never stops blowing a gale. So, what's <laughs> the point in having a low emission zone? On a city that's built like Rome on seven freaking hills. I'll tell you right, why. That has always got a wind blowing and is tiny. Because Glasgow and, City City, I mean, Glasgow City, right, is lucky if it's got half a million inhabitants. Yeah, I, I want to, Um, I don't want to sound prejudiced when I say this, right? It, it, this is just the reality of the situation. A lot of people in Glasgow are very poor. Right. A lot of people in Glasgow are very poor, especially in the Merry Hill area and things like that. Um, what's happening here is those poor people can't afford to buy brand new uh, low emissions or electric cars and things like that. And so the council have seen a way to make a hell of a lot of money out of those poor people. And this is all it is. It's a poor person tax. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I am right. It's a poor person tax. Because what these people can never tell us is how these ULEs or ultra-low emission zones uh, are going to stop climate change. Because that's why they claim they're doing it. It's not going to stop climate change. What it's going to do is it's going to impoverish you, you further. Know, you know what this is? This is the 2023 equivalent of King Canute <laughs> sitting on the beach saying stop yeah. to the waves the tide yeah. shall not come in 
uh, because I said so. Yeah, and that's all it is. That is all it is. And that was supposed to be a cautionary tale for us, right? Mm. Mm. So what have we learned? Have we learned anything? And do you know what? While we're on this 15-minute series, just before I move on, there was a protest in Oxford on Saturday, right? There's a 15 anti 15 minute city protest. Antifa showed up and called the people that were marching for yeah, freedom I fascists. I know. You told us on Monday. Yeah, I know, but still I still can't get my head around this. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I've seen other people going, I was there. All the far right fascists were out in play. Oh, the anti is a conspiracy theorist. It's all right, you can come on to this. There's a little bit later. Right. All right, let's move on. Yeah, if you stop gabbing, we'd get through it a bit quicker. Um, yeah. Right, so Mick Wallace here. Estonian Prime Minister Kaja Kalas says NATO countries must take control of Moscow and rewrite the mentality of Russian citizens so that the Russians will never be a threat again. So she's the Estonian Prime Minister? Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Yeah, yeah but... but what kind of rhetoric is that? Yeah, there's pretty pretty women, uh, pretty woman insane rhetoric. That's 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 worthy of um, of Jacinda. Well, that's 1984. Yeah, that really is 1984. Yeah, it is. It is. It is, it is quite terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, and and you can understand where Putin's coming from when he says people are saying things in the West that are openly, you know, challenging. Russia and, and saying they need strategic actions against them. Right, I mean, so I was going to pull this up anyway, right? Right. Okay, because before they even put a community post on it, because remember, I spent quite a bit of time in France. You did? So Pierre Corey here, medical doctor, right? Mm. Of, of America, I think, says, when will US doctors awaken to reality like French doctors have? No, no, no. These French doctors went on strike because they weren't getting paid enough. They want more money. It's nothing to do with them protesting against any pharmaceuticals. Because if you've money. ever been to France, they're all freaking mental. They're worse than us for prescribing they're stuff. They're, they're hypochondriacs. They really are. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, let's face it, you know, but... but but yeah, oh, this is be. this was so this was indeed a protest from what I understand, and I did a little look into it as well about pay. It was yeah, a protest I, I, about pay. That's exactly what it was. They yeah. want more they want more than the 25 euros to get. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have to repeat our warning, our warning that we like to repeat all of the time. Just because it might confirm your bias does not mean and, and it's coming from someone you might like or you might trust, does not mean it's true. Right? Confirmation bias is a thing that we are all guilty of. And I've said it before, we try and strive to remove it from ourselves. But, you know, we're just as bad as, as the next person when it comes to it sometimes. Yeah, and and I'm not, I, I'm not, I haven't had the time to dig in behind this, but I thought it was important enough to bring it up. So not a number here reports that straight, and this is a mail, on, mail online headline, Striking oh. ambulance staff refused to respond to calls for heart attack and stroke victims and dangerous escalation of never-ending pay row. Now, John Eli, the senior health reporter for the Mail Online, has reported this on the 20th mm -hmm. of February. Now, that 
is very, very concerning if that's the case. I can't see health professionals allowing that to happen. Surely. Well, I, honestly speaking, I just, I can't tell you because I'm not there. No, but. I know, but I mean, it just seems that, I mean, even when the medical profession goes on strike, they always try and provide some kind of cover, you know? Yeah. But that's, um, if this is the case, then this, this is, this would literally be causing people to die. Yeah, it would. And it would be it would be absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I would say that anybody who consciously makes that decision should no longer be a healthcare provider. Right. Moving on. Before we do move on, oh, I, I would like anyway. to address the chat because our good friend from UNN Delivering Liberty, Sean Finch, is in the chat. And he asks you, John, are you safe after Glasgow? What do you mean safe? you travel within the vicinity of glasgow are you safe yeah glasgow's fine <laughs> i'm wrong with glasgow it's fine I'm it's a up. joke john it's a fucking joke yeah okay I'm going up for my dinner on sunday because you're going to glasgow for dinner it. yeah <laughs> and i'll be driving i'll take the car when are you getting <laughs> the bloody van back soon right Moving on. Hope not hate the extremist organisation. What are they saying? I read their their review of the year last year. The state of hate? Yeah. I yeah. read the whole thing. I can't believe we weren't in it. Yeah, but what gets me is they they say a lot, right? But they don't actually have any evidence to back up what they're saying. Well, of course they don't. They're an extremist far-left organisation well, 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 who hold just on. lie you're, through their right. teeth. But you're saying that. That's exactly what they say about you. So who's right? Because they just prove. say there are extremist far-right organisations promoting misinformation. And mm -hmm. we would say there are extremist far-left organisations promoting misinformation. Well, actually, we don't because we call out both sides, to be fair. John? Ben. John. What? I'll be back. What? What? Are you back? Uh, yeah, I'm back. Nobody's been away. No, you just froze up for me. Yeah, maybe for you, but everything was fine this end. Drop okay, that's friends. fine. That's fine. That's fine. Let's move on. So, so the question is, right? And we, as I said, we call out both sides. But the question is, these guys. They actually appear to promote hate more than hope. Yes, they do. And there is a whole question about who's funding them. Right. And here they are on here asking for more money. So they solely existed. This is my personal opinion, but hope not hate solely exists to attack, lie about, smear and deplatform people they simply don't like. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think um, that's the they, case. They are an extremist organisation. Uh, they are they are absolutely infested with far left ideology, and you could uh, you say prove it right? Just go and read their stuff. Yeah, I know. Just go and read their stuff, and and then when you look at some of the people that they would call far right, you go and read their stuff, and you go, well, where's the far right stuff here? Yeah. Because these people don't understand the terms that they're using. Yeah, or the words confirmation that, bias for them obviously don't exist. 
Indeed. Right. We're going to have to move on and we're going to have to push through because this show must be done within the next 16 minutes. What is Katie Price doing? What is this? That's not attractive. Um, I'll tell you exactly what she's doing. I'll tell you exactly what she's doing. Um, she's like Madonna and can't uh, accept that she's aging. So she's doing everything she can to make herself look like Look at me, I'm young, I'm healthy. I'm Katie Price is she's a garbage human being, in my opinion. Remember, this is the woman that was high on cocaine and drunk just a few months ago and rolled a car. Mm-hmm. How much jail time did she get for that, despite the fact she was also banned from driving at the time? None. How much jail time would I have got if I was banned from driving and did that? Quite a bit. Yeah. Right, let's move on. So Latimer here, his second appearance today. Right. I think makes quite a good point here because this is about Roald Dahl and the rewriting of his books. You shouldn't rewrite his books. No, you shouldn't rewrite his books. But his books are being rewritten, aren't they, by a sensitivity reader? Yeah, they are. And do you know what? My question is, if if his books are being rewritten by a sensitivity reader, should his name really be on the cover? No, they shouldn't. No, because not it's, not, it's not it's not his books, it's not his words. This uh, is nineteen eighty four again, isn't it? Actually, yeah, history was changed, blah blah blah. Ministry yeah, of I, Truth, blah 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 blah. Apparently they did it with Enid Blyton as well. They've, they've rewritten Enid Blyton. Yeah, that's what uh, Natasha says. Um now let's face it. Roald Dahl is not of our time, right? Roald Dahl was probably a racist and an anti-Semite when you look into his life and things like that. Well, but that was in a blatant. But... Yeah, but, but, but the thing is... Who kills? His, his words, his books, his stories, and the same with Ina Blyton, are beloved. They are international stories that we yeah, all know. But you know what? It doesn't matter if they're beloved or not. They were written, they were published, right? Whether mm-hmm. you think they are now wrong-speak or right-speak doesn't matter because you, they had the freedom of speech at that point you yeah. should have the freedom of speech at this point and the freedom to read what you want you should well, exactly. not be restricted and yet we are at every turn we are getting more and more restrictions placed upon us right we're getting stopped at every turn and we've been we've been honed to think in one particular direction and i'm not for it and i'm not having it no it's social engineering it's social engineering yeah. And it's not uh, working. And, it's pushing it's, me the other way. It's pushing me the other way as well, right? This is this is the rewriting of reality, the rewriting of history. This is telling you things are not as they are. And and I, I am absolutely appalled. It's like, right, let's you know what you know me, I like a Disney theme park, right? In the United States, they have just closed down Splash Mountain in Florida, mm-hmm. based upon the Disney movie Song of the South. Because it's culturally insensitive. Mm-hmm. So it has to go. But it's been a beloved attraction for decades. Well, look and at, look at f- movies and, and, um, and, and TV programs and things that you can't watch anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? I, mean, I mean, look at the way that things on YouTube get rewritten on a daily basis. Things like, mm-hmm. I mean, stupid, stupid things that, that were a laugh. Like, you know, to a degree, ancient aliens, mud floods, flat earth, giants, all these things get buried yeah. and, and taken out because 
they're not appropriate for you to be looking at because they might actually make you think about something. They might make you think about something else and then might make you question your government. So so, so here's a message from, from Chasing Descent to the censors, to Ofcom, to all of these people that think, you know what's good for me and you know what's good for us. My message is this. Fuck you. I know what's good for me. I will choose what I want to read. And if I want to read something, I want to read it in its original form by the original author. Yeah. Yeah. You telling me what's good for me does not mean that thing is good for me. And it's that simple. Right. So when I saw this tweet from Chuck, okay, Uh I originally thought, are they making a Star Wars movie? Because I thought it was like two Darth Vader's on the They are making a new Star Wars movie, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that's what I thought they were doing here But apparently not Apparently they have found an unidentified metal sphere On the shore in Japan Which roughly measures 1.5 metres in diameter That's interesting It is <laughs> It's probably a boy or something like that But it's always worth a good laugh, isn't it? It's a good giggle, yeah, yeah It's a good giggle yeah. <laughs> I like that, I like that We should, If we had any money We should fly to Japan and go and touch the sphere now, I'm not sure if we covered the next one or not before, but this is an even better picture. I think we did cover them before. This oh is a guy that God. spent 30 grand trying to look like David Beckham. Um, Sir, I think you need a refund. <laughs> it's uncanny. It's freaking uncanny, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would be asking for me goddamn money back. I, I really would. Right, um, right, and and that one's on the funnies, but it really probably shouldn't be, okay? Because oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Greg Rumford's just jumped in the chat and said, "Sorry, I'm late. I do have a note from my mum, though." Oh, okay, right. Just stick a like on Greg and put a donation in the tin. Yep. <laughs> right. So, so that's one from Susan. As on the funnies, but it probably shouldn't be. But she's a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. Will the government be putting themselves on the list? Because they really, they, should. they really should. They have been the biggest domestic abusers over the last three years. Yes, they have. Prove me wrong. Yes, they have. Prove they me wrong. They absolutely have. And, and you know, every basic facet of domestic abuse was covered in what they did to us. It's just people didn't want to see it. They didn't, yeah. want, to re- they, they didn't want to accept it. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on. Last one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> so this guy, Bobby Bollocks, the Benny Hill of Twitter, has 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 outdone himself here, right? So this guy buys a sex doll that looks like his wife for when she's not in the mood. <laughs> First of all. His wife has obviously agreed to be in the picture. She does not look like she's in the mood. <laughs> Secondly, I think he's enhanced the sex doll a little bit, hasn't he? Compared to the wife. <laughs> and thirdly, the guy looks quite pleased with himself. <laughs> I think it's a classic. I think that is an absolute cracker and a great way to end this Wednesday edition, the 201st edition 
of Chasing Descent Indeed. live. And if you've made it through to the end, oh, well done you. Well done. Firstly, first of all. But second of all, um, if you haven't liked it, please like it, honestly. And what we would really appreciate the most is subscribers. We really, really, really want to push to that 1,000. We're so close to 800. We just got to keep pushing on and on and on. So, so if you... What I don't understand, right? And you're right, Ben, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but what I don't understand is we've gained about five subscribers since Monday. But we haven't gone up. And yet we're still at exactly the same amount of subscribers. Yeah. Well, that's 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 because people keep leaving us. I'm very sad. And why? Why would they leave us? I don't know why they would leave us. We are the best topical news show on the internet, so That's I don't grumpy, know why they would leave us. That's the grumpy Scottish guy. And that's why we're the best topical news show on the internet. That. That's why. No, no, that, that, that. <laughs> now, this is just the sex appeal. <laughs> right. right. Okay. So with that, I'd like to thank everyone for attending this episode 200 and... I didn't ask for patrons yet! 201. Go on, then. Go on. Ask. Ask away. You're not... You're not... The problem with your and new camera like is that you can actually see you moving. And if you would like to support us even further, and I know people, it's hard times at the moment, but if you are able to support us even further, you could consider becoming a patron. We will let people know if you do, like we did earlier on. Thank you, Sai, once again, for becoming a £5 a month patron. We really do appreciate it. Uh, but you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash chasing descent, or indeed you can do the same thing through Kofi, ko-com forward ko-fi.com forward slash chasing descent. Or if you are able to even just make a one-off donation, you can do that. Through John, uh, give him the pay. You can do it through Kofi or PayPal.me forward slash chasing this D I S S, and that will be an instant PayPal donation directly into the coffers, or as we like to call it now, the Chasing Descent War Chest. So now, John, okay. you can close the show. So again, I'd like to thank everyone for attending this episode two hundred and one of Chasing Descent Live with me, John, and Ben. Mm -hmm. It's been great for you. For you. Yeah, we were built to thrive, yeah I think that we've all had enough Keeps you up at night, yeah Make all the demons quiet, yeah